Hi, everyone. Welcome to Accounting Makes Sense, an MJ the Tutor podcast. I'm your host, MJ the Tutor. You may wonder why the podcast is starting off without its welcoming tune today. This is to signify that today's episode is a repeat of a previous episode, which offered some tidbits from the MCS pre-scene. As you may already know, the pre-scene material for November 2022 is shared with February 2023. So as we are dealing with the same pre-scene material, it goes without saying that the tidbits would be the same. Anyway, I hope you've had a chance to read through the pre-scene material that has been out for a while now, and your exam preparations are going well. Here with the episode titled, Tidbits from the MCS Pre-scene, November 2022. Hello everybody, you're listening to Accounting Makes Sense, an MJ the Tutor podcast, and I am your host, MJ. In this podcast, we are focused on helping accounting students all over the world by offering a quick warm-up on various accounting and business topics, hoping to generate bigger discussions and conversations around them. If you are a SEMA case study student, then this episode is for you. For this episode, we're going to look at a couple of initial thoughts or tidbits on the MCS pre-scene material for the November 2022 exam session. This is a similar format to the ones previously done in May and August, and I hope you guys gain some helpful insights into the pre-scene company uh, that we have for November. Again, I would just like to put out a disclaimer that these thoughts are simply my own opinion. You should not take these thoughts as the only important aspects of the pre-scene. There would be others. As you read through the pre-scene, you would also be able to glean for yourself other important factors to consider. My opinions here, or my thoughts here, are neither wrong nor right. They are simply here to offer help in analyzing situations as well as provide information from another angle. Anyway, as mentioned, Our main reference for today is the November 2022 MCS pre-scene, which came out last week. So hot off the press, I'm going to offer four tidbits for today. You should take these as clues, for lack of a better word, clues into the world of the pre-scene company. Before we start off with the tidbits, a small backgrounder is to introduce the pre-scene company that we have for November 2022. Our pre-scene company for this session is called Happy Place. It is a quoted toy retailer with a chain of shops based in the fictitious country called Westaria. So let's start off with the tidbits. The first tidbit to share is on the focus of operations. Happy Place currently sells both online and physical, but the greater part of the operations is focused on the physical side of things. There are a couple of Heavy mentions on how the whole thing works when you place an order online. Home deliveries plus store pickups are available. But aside from these operational processes, the competitive industry also described that there is a bigger drive in online selling. At the moment, a few of the toy sellers have online presence. Although one of the biggest benefactors of this trend is Westaria's only dedicated online retailer, Browser Shop. You may wonder, as the pre-scene does mention that Browser Shop only has 15% of the market, but this could be misleading. The market could be bigger and it remains 
untapped, or that online market is largely unconsolidated, and each seller type has a piece of the pie. Any question related to focusing online or investment in going online should warrant serious consideration. The next tidbit to share is the happy place structure on how it handles and measures its retail shop. There is very specific mention of the shops being classified as profit centers, which is all good and well. That's the responsibility accounting topic covered. However, in addition to this, there is also mention that while the shops are responsible in achieving the sales and performance targets, these targets are set by head office. So this would look like the start of conflicts, disappointments, and maybe motivation issues should there be problems with the targets being achieved by the shops who don't necessarily have the ability to control them. Another specific mention is the pricing decisions that are similarly done by head office, and although the shops have some ways to work around this, the question would be whether the shops have flexibility to be competitive with the limited power that they have with regards pricing decisions. Our third tidbit to share is sources of funding for Happy Place. A big chunk of Happy Place's liabilities consists of lease liabilities from various properties that we lease for our retail shops. The operations of the retail parks, where our shops are based, are detailed as well as how Happy Place maintains and cares for the properties, be it utilities, cleaning, repairs and maintenance, etc. We do have our very own property management team that takes care of this. Anyway, going right back to sources of funding, Happy Place has a high gearing ratio, a lot higher than compared to Gleetil, which is its competition. So that is something to watch out for. If we need more funds for investments or anything like that, then the available source of funds may not always work out to our advantage, especially if you are looking at bank loan or mortgage of some sort. Will the bank consider loaning us the money, seeing that we already have a high gearing ratio? Something which is also a little more related to this tidbit is the accounting standard related to leases. IFRS 16 is important to know. It may not necessarily be part of the MCS or management level, but understanding how IFRS 16 works will help in being more knowledgeable if you are answering any questions with regards to sources of funds or the actual properties themselves that are leased. The last tidbit for this pre-scene is the knowledge of the industry and our ability to compete. This industry is seasonal as well as very competitive. And as we can see from the pre-scene material, the information is confirmed. Currently, Happy Place only makes up 10% of the market share, which is really small in the greater scale of things. Plus, knowing what we know about its financials, it can be seen that getting more out of the market will help boost its financial and stabilize its financial health. Further, the various ways that toy sellers are selling the toys via different channels or platforms does make a difference. This is, of course, a nod back tidbit number one, which focuses on online channels. The other thing is that there are many categories of toys on offer. Happy Place caters for a big range of age with regards to the toys. This might be a good thing or a bad thing. Currently, Happy Place competes on the basis of offering a lot of choices. So this probably makes sense. We will likely need to determine why supermarkets and independent toy retailers are doing better than us and find out a better way to compete. 
And that's it for this episode. I hope you were able to glean the same tidbits from the pre-scene as I did, maybe even more. Keep on reading that pre-scene to gain a better understanding of the scenario. As always, I thank you for listening to Accounting Makes Sense. I'm your host, MJ the Tutor. If you're keen to connect to be updated with the arrival of the next episode of this podcast or find SEMA resources online, please head on over to my website, www.mjthetutor.com. You can also hit subscribe on whichever platform you are using to listen to this podcast. If you want to connect on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name MJ the Tutor. So, I hope to see you again next time. Ciao for now!